so yeah i was not doing a lot of stuff and i was probably doing things that were making the situation worse uh, telling my suppressing emotion telling myself ne negative self-talk um yeah all these kind of things that don't help ruminating thoughts and because I didn't know, like nobody teach you that, that kind of stuff. Hey, welcome back to Normalize the Conversation. Today I'm here with Ryan Bourne, filmmaker and photographer, raising awareness internationally on why we should save the ocean. Ryan, thank you so much for joining me today and for wanting to share your story with us. How are you really? Uh, first of all, thank you very much for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure and uh, I really want to have like, I'm really grateful to have these opportunities now like to share my story and I think it can help a lot of people. And um, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good right now. Um, yeah, I've been going through a lot of uh, growth, emotional uh, Emotional growth, uh, spiritual growth, <laughs> a lot of stuff, even like this past weekend, uh, very interesting experiences, but yeah, uh, I'm good. I'm feeling good. I'm excited for what's coming next. I'm excited to be here. Uh, yeah, it's going to be cool. I am so glad that you're feeling good and you're experiencing so much growth in so many different avenues and areas because yeah. <laughs> that's where true change happens. That's where the awareness, yeah. our self-awareness, our self-care, our self-love all stems from is that process of growth. So I'm really happy for you. And can you tell us a little bit about your mental health journey? Oh my God, uh, there's so much um actually i i recorded a podcast last week and that's where i realized how dense how much things and uh, so i got lost into trying to tell everything so yeah i would love to 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 dive into every single bit of it but it would take probably like uh 10 20 hours <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah if you have anything specific in mind maybe we can dive into it but uh long story short um it's been a process i've been going through the the highest like I, i've experienced it like the high of the high um the low of the low maybe maybe even more low for now than than the high but very interesting experience in both cases and um uh, uh, yeah, I learned a lot along the way, and I think I now I see so much uh, conversation and things that I feel the responsibility to share, especially for young people, because uh, yeah, I think there's stuff that we don't talk about, and it's important, and there's no shame in it. It's actually like the opposite; should be proud of it. So yeah, if you want to know any specific things, <laughs> let's we dive into it. We should be proud of our journey and everything we go through because we're still standing. We're going through it and we're pushing through it and we're coming out the other end a little bit stronger each time. So you mentioned these highs and these lows. Can you tell me like an example of what the highs look like and what the lows look like so people could get kind of like a sense? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, so the high of the high, the highest. Uh, I think it was like falling in love for sure. The most powerful. I've I, I've been lucky to do very powerful things in my life and things that not a lot of people have the chance to experience. Um, like a amazing time in the ocean with creatures like such as tiger sharks, which are my, my favorite, or like visiting these incredible places. And so this is definitely like very, very high and it's amazing. Uh, but the falling in love for sure is the highest. Highest. It sounds like uh, you really did have <laughs> great experience and love can be such an amazing up you kind of feel on mm-hmm. top of the world and like everything's okay. But when that low hits, it's just even more devastating. For sure. Uh, talking about the lows. <laughs> um, after like falling in love, like maybe I, I overlooked some red flags be- and I was also telling myself, you cannot be too picky, you know, you just enjoy what you have uh but yeah i think uh now i know and i learned a lot from it it's probably the biggest lesson uh, i had but now i learned that uh yeah if it doesn't feel right like don't overlook red flags or stuff like this and and so yeah beach rail uh and being light too is probably the worst feeling ever um and this was like, yeah, probably the worst experience of my life. Also, I've spent a lot of time like depressed, like, yeah, depression. Uh, I had an amazing childhood, but I was very introvert, uh, very insecure. So all my childhood was amazing when I look back and I, I was super blessed, but uh, I didn't enjoy it because I was I had too much insecurities and um yeah, I was not feeling good in my skin, especially through school, uh, high sc- high school and uh, middle school. Yeah, those were the worst years of my life, I think. Yeah. It sounds like you really went through a lot and focusing in on those those insecurities from high school and middle school, like you said, A lot of times I find, especially with um, men, we don't want to talk about insecurities and having insecurities (laughs) makes you weak, makes you vulnerable. So people feel ashamed of it and they don't talk about it. But would you mind sharing a few of those insecurities you had and where they stemmed from? Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, When I was a kid, I I was very, very introvert. I was kind of in my world and uh and other kids like I was very skinny I was a bit shorter than uh, other kids and so I felt insecure and so it was for sure uh reflecting like people people other people can sense that you know and especially like kids were such like we're so primal and it's instinctive like we're I think we're more open and and in tune with like our senses senses when we're a kid we don't have all these filters that get added as we grow up and so yeah other kids can pick up on that and then after of course they try to they make fun of you and so the the snowball goes on (laughs) and gets bigger and bigger 
But yeah, I was insecure about the way I look, the way I came across, what other people think of me. Um, yeah, I was terrified to go, even just to go to school, I was terrified. Uh, I was, uh, during high school, so I grew up in the Caribbean, so we have, uh, we can go to school up to middle school, but after you have to go somewhere else to go to high school. So I went to do my study in France. And um, I was in the boarding school, exactly, that's the word. And on the weekends, I would go to my aunt's house. So I, I left the house when I was 16, something like this. And, and I was terrified. Like the first days of school, I would throw up. I would like, like be such in a bad place. I think... Yeah, it was. It was like now I look back, I I I I laugh, but uh, it was not fun. It was not fun. Uh, yeah. Thank you for sharing that with us. I know that can be really difficult to talk about, especially that anxiety, and at yeah. such a young age to be to go away from home at a point where you're so vulnerable because people are teasing you and they're bullying you and they're making you feel even worse than you already feel inside. And then yeah. to step away from that safety net of being home, it just feels overwhelming. So in those moments where you were throwing up before school, where you just felt overwhelmed, what did you do to kind of help yourself find that sense of calm to get through the school day? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's. I think that's the thing, you know, when you're in that kind of stuff in the beginning and I was too proud to ask for help uh, I, and I really thought I could handle all of that on my own and it took me a long time before I, I actually agreed to ask for help. Um, so yeah, I was not doing a lot of stuff and I was probably doing things that were making the situation worse, uh, telling my suppressing emotion telling myself negative self-talk. Um, yeah, all these kind of things that don't help ruminating thoughts. and Because I didn't know, like nobody teach you that, that kind of stuff. Um, so. Even, yeah. And it's not even like, I, I don't blame my parents. Like they do the best they, they can and they love me a lot. But even our parents deal with the same things. So they're not, always in the best position to to help us and and also I was hiding all that stuff I was always saying like hey I'm okay I'm fine you know but I was not I was not fine so it's super hard for them or for the people around to really know what's going on yeah and um and yeah so even my mother uh now she's a psychotherapist doesn't mean anything you know and and she cannot be my therapist but uh so she she can advise me and 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 stuff like this but even I didn't want to have her help from her I didn't want to listen to anybody um so yeah it's a tricky situation in the beginning it is for sure especially when you're starting to decline and you don't want to admit it to yourself 
and you feel kind of like you're crazy for feeling that way and no one else feels that way and you're maybe being dramatic at least that's kind of how I felt and I had that very same kind of situation so my heart goes out to you I would throw up before exams in school I was so stressed about failing about the comparison from me and the students around me I wouldn't sleep and I remember one of my roommates in college coming up to me and saying what are you doing to yourself like this is not healthy and I blew it off because I was like that's Mm. not me I'm fine I'm fine and I wasn't and I was afraid to reach out for help just like you and I think that's something that is so common is that we're afraid to reach out for help because we don't want to feel weak we don't want to seem weak or we don't want to be a burden there's so many different levels to it yeah But at what point in your journey did you hit that turning point when you realized you needed to seek help? Okay. I want to go back to some things you just said, which I think is so important. And so you see, uh, you can relate to what I said. You, you, uh, you, You can relate to what I said. I can relate to what you said. And if we never talk about it and share it, that's not helping anything so that's why i think it's so powerful and important like to have this kind of conversation and make them public uh so yeah it's it's very nice and and on like another hand what's very interesting to realize and what is game changer really is to realize that everybody you see everybody every people you think that they have all their you realize that all the people around you even the people you think they have their their stuff together they're scared of the same thing, even more things than you than you sometimes. And really realize that is, is game changer. And so you you realize that we're all in the same boat. And so there's no shame to have and there's like nothing to hide, basically. Because even like the thing you feel like, oh my God, this is so shameful, or this is like uh, so personal, like we're all humans, you know, like come on, like it's there's there's no there's no shame, like there's nothing dramatic to you know uh, in the most case maybe maybe extreme cases and even i i don't really believe in that like i think there's nothing that you cannot talk about and that's uh yeah that, and nothing that you should not talk about it's very important and, and, i uh, agree i think that I've, if we didn't talk about it we would still feel alone and we would feel like no one else out there understands and that we should feel ashamed of ourselves. But by talking about it, like right here, we both had a very similar experience, a shared kind of feeling and response that we may not know other people who have felt that way and have gone through that. So to know that someone else out there also had that same level of anxiety that made them physically sick gives me some reassurance that it wasn't all in my head. I wasn't crazy. I wasn't being dramatic. I was actually going through something and it makes me feel seen and valid. And I think that's the key with mental health conversations. It makes you feel seen and understood. And for the first time, like you're not the only one in the world going through this. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So let's go back to that point in your journey when you realized you needed to seek help. What was that point? (laughs) Took a long time. It was pretty recently, yeah. It was uh, beginning of this year, 2021. Um, I had hit the wall a couple of times. Uh, 
so the things that I'm most grateful for my age is to have so young, like, first of all, realized a lot of my dream in because it's amazing, but also to realize that it's not what's going to bring you. Uh, it's not like the end. It's not the destination. It's not like, uh, oh, you realize your dreams and then... Uh, it's it's over like you won the game of life or whatever it's it's amazing and it's it's worth it i think it's the only thing that's worth like really pursuing in life like not the only one but very very important like in the top ones and um and also i'm very grateful to have experienced like hard times very young um and that forced me to take time with myself because I see a lot of uh, young people and they can say, oh, but you're lame or like, uh, you got to enjoy life. But of course you got to enjoy life and, and do other things and spend time with other people. But I think the, the balance is, is so messed up right now and people, they, they never want to be alone with themselves. And it's, it's a big mistake in my opinion. Uh, yeah. the, the right balance is spending time with, with like the people you love and seeing people and uh, interacting, but uh, it's 50, 50 and you always, you should always have like a time with yourself to learn, grow, reflect, ask yourself the right question, check in because the, the only person you really need love from is yourself. <laughs> Takes a long time to realize, but it's it's really like the foundation, like the key. Uh, you cannot take take care of other people or love other people if you don't take care of yourself first. Exactly. And it's hard to find relationships that are for you, that are longstanding, because when you don't love yourself and you feel insecure you're more likely to be around people that make you feel that same way because you think you deserve it you feel that or you often feel that you don't deserve to be happy which isn't true so without that self-love and learning to be okay alone and in silence you kind of end up in situations that hurt you and make you feel even worse But I'm so happy that you did reach out for help in the beginning of this year. And look at you 10 months later, nine months later, talking about it and sharing your story because that is so powerful to have come so far. But in those moments, I think a lot of people feel afraid when they first reach out. Did you have any of those feelings of being afraid or what was that like for you when you reached out for help? So yeah, there, there's so much things I want to talk about and my mind is going like, but uh, but yeah, to really answer your question. Um, so I hit the wall another time, but like this time is very, it feels so different because it's very scary because I'm like, um, first of all, since the last time I thought I would never hit the wall again, which which is something uh, every time like you go back and you, 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 you feel bad and you start to feel better. You're like, okay, it's over. I will never feel that feeling again, which I, I'm not saying that you should expect to feel it again, but, but just monitor yourself 
just don't don't be like just oh it's okay i don't have to worry about myself or take care of myself because i will never feel that way again um you won't you will never feel that way again if you if you you're careful and you keep yourself in check and all the things but so yeah I, i was in very very bad place and was even scarier because i thought i would never be there again and i i felt like i had tried i had tried everything and and a part of me was like but why are you are you complaining like uh, you have your dream job you have the, uh, millions of people would be like lining up to do what you get to do every day and experience the things uh in a sense yes but uh if they experience the things i experienced they have to get the whole package so it means like also the the burden and the things like this but uh but yeah i was feeling bad for feeling bad and i was feeling very scared because i thought i, I had tried everything and so i was comp- i was contemplating death to be honest and it was not the first time uh it was not the last time <laughs> but yeah you just come to a place where yeah you come to a place where it's not even you're just tired and and i don't have um i don't have limiting or negative belief about death i'm not scared of death i am scared of dying which is very different and i think it's the majority of people because if if we think about it for a second like how can you be scared of death we don't we don't even know what it is like nobody tell us to and the 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 few research i made on the topic and trying to hear the stories of people who had near death experience and it they they describe something very positive and and something like the very that i that sometimes i can look forward to like i don't want to die but uh but also i'm not stressed too much about like dying because in my mind i i choose to believe that if i if i die uh i will see all my loved ones or i will go to like you know another world or whatever uh, i don't have any specific religion i i really believe in nature like i think it's it's what brings me joy and comforts me so it's not like religion but it's just like a huge respect for nature and like the 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 world we live in uh but yeah so i was in this very bad place and and i was like and then my mother my mother now she she knows that sometimes i'm not feeling well and all the people around me they knew because now I was not hiding it because I had all done a lot of work on myself and I was more open and vulnerable like I was okay to 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 share and to show my feelings and um and she told me you should you should reach out to you should see a therapist uh, just try um and so it took it was hard on it took me a lot of I was I was just feeling like no I don't need that or I was feeling a bit of shame but I just reached out uh and yeah I I went and and I went there for 
four five months maybe something like this um twice a week i really like invested in myself because i had some it's funny i don't think it's it's really expensive like so many people they they spend their money in things that they don't really need or what so now i have i i i have no problem investing in myself and uh i think everyone should invest in themselves and like don't like you can always like remove some 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 pleasure or like buy less stuff or and and invest money into to yourself and your well-being because i think it's the it's the key uh so i went there for four or five months and it helped me a lot i'm not gonna say it's doing everything like people have to take the responsibility like it, it's not the wrong way to approach it is like i'm gonna go to the therapist and he's gonna take care or she is gonna take care of all my problems and so i don't have to worry about it no the 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 person there the therapist is just here to guide you and help you do your own work to get better he's not gonna solve like he's another human being he has also stuff to deal with <laughs> and other problems you know but uh, he's here to guide you and help you do your own work because it's, uh, at the end of the day you you have to like, serve yourself you have to take the responsibility and and do the work no no one's gonna do it for you exactly no one's gonna do the work for you and thank you for sharing all that with us first of all it is so important that you brought up getting to that feeling again and thinking you're never gonna feel that way again because you may feel that way again and that doesn't mean that something's wrong with you or that you haven't grown or haven't healed at all or haven't moved forward it just means that you're human and certain situations or experiences or memories can trigger those feelings again. A lot can trigger it. Sometimes you might not even know what triggered it. And that is okay. I think a lot of us have this idea that we go in for help when we're feeling low and then we're suddenly going to feel better and things are starting to look up a little bit and we're never going to feel that way again. So we don't have to continue anymore. We feel better. We don't need therapy anymore. We don't need self-care. We don't need any of it. But that's not true. We're always going to need something to help us feel good, whether it is therapy or coping mechanisms or self-care routines, exercise, hydration, healthy diet. There's so many different factors at play and finding the right mix for you for that maintenance of your mental and physical health is so important. And like you said, investing in yourself, it is huge to make that investment a lot of people may not be able to afford that investment or access it due to long wait times or um, lack of infrastructure that supports finding a therapist. But you can invest time. You can invest the money, invest the time. Make some time in the morning or at night or even a minute during your day and practice deep breathing. Get yeah. a journal and write it down. Follow different accounts on social media, maybe some therapists who give you insight and resources. 
reach out to the crisis hotlines. Those are all free things that you can do to help yourself, to be there for yourself, to show up for yourself. Because if we aren't there for ourselves, no one can be. Even our therapists, like you said, they're a guide. They can't do the work for you. Only you can do it. So you have to make the time. Exactly. Beautifully resumed. (laughs) So let's dive deeper into your recovery. You said you went to therapy twice a a week. What did you really learn in therapy? What tools did you use outside of therapy that have helped you get to this point? That's a tough question. Uh, I uh, right now like this, I don't really know. Uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna be very honest. Like it's different for every person, but I think therapy helped me a lot. But it was not what helped me the most. I think. But it helped me a lot. Huh? Don't get me wrong. It was very. I. I needed it. It's. It was. I could not have done without it. But uh, it's not what was game changer for me uh, and really, really got me out of it. Uh, but it, it played, it, it really helped. Um, so I would say that the, the, the baseline don't even think about doing anything else in my opinion and don't don't even think about doing anything else if you don't have like these three things uh these three things already like kind of going like working you already work on that which is um exercise like exercise it's not only for your physical body but also for your mind uh, it's so powerful and it's it helps a lot, especially if you're like insecure. So yeah, workout, you you start to look better, you feel better, and ultimately like you perform better in every area of your life. A game changer, which I started like this year, is very pay attention to what do you put in your body. So what do you eat? Um I want I really want people to get away with some things that they can really do. So if you want to work out, I can tell you quickly what I do because um, that that's the what I know the best. So okay, you 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 don't know how to get into it. You 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 don't feel like doing it. First of all, like do it. Really realize that it's very important and download an app called freelectics it's only body weight trainings and it takes like an hour max 30 minutes most of the time you have no excuses because it's only body weight and the the minimum you need to have is a square of two meters by two meters and that's it take care of your physical health and you're gonna you're gonna and after even like you you start looking better and and it's it's like a snowball effect. Like it starts like infusing all these area of your life. You're less insecure about the way you look, uh, about all the things. Like yeah, it it it's uh, one of the pillar. The other one is pay attention to what are you putting into your body. 
we tend to overlook that. But it's actually, I, I would say the most important, the foundation, like if you don't breathe, you die. So that's another topic we can talk about for hours, but breathing is so important and, and being aware of how you breathe and, and being careful of that. But if you don't eat or drink, you die also. So it's the fuel for your body. So the, and it's pretty logic. The quality of your, the fuel you put in your body will define the quality of like your life in the end. And, and it's crazy because our society is not designed in, in for our well-being. And uh, it's, it's clearly not the, the priority. And, and I think it's clear that it's like to maximize profit, which is not good or bad, but we're not here to debate that. We're just here to realize that, acknowledge it, and and, and yeah, come to the conclusion that the, the truth is uh, society is not designed for our well-being. Um, so all the food that we that are easy to get that, that are very accessible and marketed very hard uh, are not healthy for you uh, uh, if I had to break this down into one sentence um, if you want to take care of your eating like if you want to get your nutrition sorted out um, if I resume everything, I, I the, the all the research or learning I've made on like the microbiome, the gut health, uh, nutrition for sports and all that stuff is eat. Uh, first of all, eat locally. From a sustainable uh, standpoint, but uh, it's gonna be better for your health. Also, eat locally. If you eat far from the ocean, I'm sorry, but there is no point of eating fish that come from the ocean you can eat maybe local fish from the river or a lake uh, if 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 you have this near you uh, yeah eat locally eat adapt yourself to where you are but very important is eat a majority of plant i'm not saying you go vegan i'm not for extreme veganism i think I think there's a good balance to have. Uh, I'm, I want to have the best of every world, but eat a majority, like majority of plants and a big diversity of plants. Also eat a lot of fiber. Um, game changer, very important. I don't, if you want to know all the, the why of the how and there's like incredible podcasts and scientists talking about it. I'm not the person to, to, to discuss all of that, but I can tell you from my experience and I tried it. And from all the research I've made, I try to synthesize everything for the people. So yeah, it's break it down to the simple steps. Eat fiber, eat a lot of plants, eat a diversity of plants. And sometimes maybe a little bit of, of fish or, or or from a, I live in on an island, so for me it's local fish, no meat, uh, no red meat, no no other meats because they're not like I don't know where they come from. Um, 
yeah i think this is this is so important it it affects the quality of your thinking and the quality of, it, of your thinking you're going to take better decision make better action and your life is going to turn better just by taking care of what you eat and and i think now we mistake we make a big mistake we think eating is about enjoying uh it's a, first of all about like putting fuel into our body and and of course like tasting it for it to taste good and it's it's important but it's not the priority and i think there's some we have to relearn uh some of that things um on the eating yeah lots of fruits plants and the third thing that is and and it's also part of our society now is want to make us think that we don't need it but it's sleep uh once again do your own research but uh i i don't have all the scientific um explanation behind all of this but it's game changer uh it's it's probably like some scientists say it's the most the most the number one thing like to for the health and uh sleep take care of your sleep sleep enough but sleep efficiently um like maybe be careful about like your screen consumption before you go to sleep uh yeah try to get your sleep sorted out it's important that i break it down break them down here and if for people to listen i think they really have to realize that it's it's like the foundation and and from then from the same the same foundation you can ask for help start doing the work and it's it's going to make the whole process a lot easier Exactly. Thank you so much for sharing what has worked for you. I think a lot of people don't know where to start or what they can do for themselves. And you talked about three things that are really semi in our control. Our sleep is pretty much in our control, depending on our schedule. It might be hard when you have a full family and you have work and so many things to balance. And exercise, making time to exercise may be difficult depending on how many things are on your plate or being able to get outside or go to the gym and just with that feeling of depression or with, like you said, the cost of quality food. All of that can be so in our control and so far out of our control depending on Uh, what resources we have access to in our (laughs) time management. Yeah. Those are major, major changes. And those are kind of the foundation that I found as well. For me, exercise is an amazing way to reduce my stress. When I get really upset, when I get really angry, when I get really overwhelmed, just running. And a lot of people don't like to run, but even if you walk for five minutes and just move your body, give your body a chance to release some energy, it can be very powerful. And I love what you said about food and what you put in your body. I'm a huge advocate for paying attention to what you put in, on, and around your body. Your environment can affect your mood and your mental health. And it's so important to realize that how we fuel our body is how we take care of ourselves. Our body is our home. And if we're not taking care of our home, we're going to cause these effects and these problems, especially within our own mental health and these declines. 
So like you said, exercise, sleep, and food are super, super important parts of mental health and maintenance of mental health. So I am curious, you've talked a lot about all of this information you've learned and about your story, but now that you know all of this, if you could go back in time to one moment in your life where your mental health was really on the decline, what would you tell yourself in that moment, knowing what you know now? Yeah, uh, I know. But, but just before, I really want to, to, to say that um, actually, like the, 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 the three things I just told you, on my side, I don't know for ever, anybody else, but on my side, I found that eating healthy was actually the cheap, cheapest uh way of feeding myself that i that i ever tried because it's once again it's like probably healthy good good tasting food may be more expensive but uh, a bag of lentils it's probably the cheapest thing in the supermarket at least in the supermarket where uh, uh, in french polynesia in mora but i think it's it's probably the cheapest thing you can find in, in all the supermarkets. So yeah, the, the like the base of like the lentils, the seeds, all that stuff, uh, it's very cheap. So I, I really want to, to also show to people, even if they don't have the means, they, they don't have a lot of money. I don't earn a lot of money. I work in marine conservation. Um, so yeah there, there's i really want them to to see that there's opportunity for them and even on working out you don't have to go to the gym you don't have to have a lot of space or a lot of time but at some point you have to take it set yourself and your well-being a priority because it's we we give our power away so easily nowadays and and people don't realize that it's it's their responsibility to take care of themselves. And, and so, yeah, and, and life is a choice. We are in control. This is our body. This is ours. We choose to, we choose what do we put inside and we choose how do we take care of it. And every time in life we take a decision or we, we say, oh, I don't have the choice. I have this job or what. I'm sorry, but you made the choice like you do, or like uh, you say, I don't have the time, or we find all these excuses. But at the end of the day, really, or you continue, but you acknowledge and you say, okay, I continue to go to that job I don't like, or or stay in the relationship I don't like, or do these things. Uh, but I do it because I choose it. Just know that you are choosing every single time, every single second of life. You are making choices uh, when you say, when you meet someone or when you talk, have an interaction with someone, you're always in a choice. Like at this point in time, when I'm speaking to you, I make the choice to focus my attention on your conversation, on this conversation or really it's game changer. Like it's what, helped me probably the most and empowers me the most to realize that we are the captain like I had this this sentence from the poem Invictus which I love it's I am the master of my faith and the captain of my soul 
and it's so empowering and it's so true. Um, really have to take the responsibility and take ownership of for where we are and know that nobody's going to come save us. It's We have to do the things. And so even like on the work outside, like you just need a, a two meter square by two meter and you just do burpees, push-ups, whatever. Get your body running, take care of your body. Yeah. So yeah, it's just to 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 show people that they they can say like I don't have the time to work out, I have all that job or that thing, or I don't have the means to eat healthy, or I don't have the time to sleep. <laughs> you're you're not just you're just not making the room for it to happen. Um and sometimes it's hard, like making choice is hard because it's a choice you have to say when you say yes to something you say no to other things and sometimes it can be no to fun things or but because we have to also learn to 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 manage the relationship of pleasures and uh, i think now it's so imbalanced like we have to to be aware of how do we regulate our, our pleasure intake and, and those so-called pleasure that we have in that, that society th- tells us that they are pleasure but but I don't believe in that you really have to to ask yourself and know yourself and and, and don't let society tells you what you need or what you should do what you and that's why you need to, to spend time alone is to ask yourself those questions and, and do things because you really want it in you and and starting to dig out the most authentic person the most authentic version of yourself because people are always like i want to be unique i want we're all already kind of unique but not that much if we're caught up into society and the standards uh it try to implement on us and I'm going to speak from a artist side, but like for any aspiring artist, it's the, the, the big question is how can I stand out? How can I, how can I do things differently? It's so hard because there's the, the, the industry or it's so crowded. There's so many people doing photography or drawing or music. Uh, but what they're missing is that they have to spend some time with themselves try to know themselves because themselves is unique and the most but the most authentic version of themselves which you find through self uh learning and 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 do the work on yourself the this most authentic version of yourself is the only thing that you have to offer it's the only thing that you have to offer <laughs> Uh, all the other people have uh, two hands and two arms, you know, uh, for the most people, of course, I, I don't discriminate. But um, but yeah, the only thing you have to offer, and, and not only for artists, huh, but it's just that artists can really relate to that, is your most authentic self and most vulnerable self and most honest self and most open self. Because it's it's the only thing that's going to stand out. You're you're the only one with this journey and 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 all these experiences and this combination of of uh, of things. You're the the story, basically. So yeah, sorry, I was a bit off 
your, your question, but uh, I think it was so important to share. Very, very important. It's something that I really, I, I'm, I'm working on right now. And I, I really realized like recently, this kind of, this, this topic of like taking responsibility. And I, there's other stuff I, I, I can add, but uh, I want to go back to your question. And if we have time, I can continue on that later. So first of all, thank you for sharing all that because it is so important. Authenticity is the root of who we are and who we want to be and what energy we put out into the world and how we affect other people. And going back to what you said about choices, we are constantly making choices and saying yes to one thing is saying no to something else. And I hope for everyone listening, you start to make choices with intention that you're listening to yourself that you're becoming aware of the choices you're making and you're always making the choice to prioritize your mental health because your mental health is important you are important we are running out of time but before we wrap up what is that one thing you would like to if you could go back in time to a moment where your mental health was declining and having all the knowledge you have now what would you tell yourself? It's one thing. One thing. <laughs> okay. But uh, if I only have one thing to say, I don't ha- I cannot really explain anything. So I would just grab that little buddy, hug him and tell him, uh, bro, uh, get ready <laughs> because it's not going to be easy, but uh, it's, it's going to be worth it for sure. You're going to learn a lot of stuff. But yeah, if I only can tell him one thing that's that's only yeah don't give up (laughs) I love that I love absolutely love how you said it won't be easy but it will be worth it because I think that kind of summarizes all of our mental health journeys into a quick little phrase it's never going to be easy we might think it will we might think we're going to wake up one day and suddenly feel happy and feel this idea of normal and feel okay it's not how it works. It is going to be difficult. You're going to probably feel like giving up a billion times because it is hard and it is trying. It's exhausting. It's overwhelming, but it will be worth it as you start to come out the other end. Ryan, you have been absolutely incredible. Thank you so, so much for joining me today, for sharing your story and the tools that you've used and you've learned and the research and knowledge that you've gathered along the way. Yeah, no worries. Thank you for having me. It was so cool. I really enjoyed it.